Welcome to Community Association Car Chat. The number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Join your host, David Velasco and Steve Roderick, advisors at JGS Insurance, a Baldwin Risk partner, every Monday as they catapult the multifamily industry forward by providing education and information about a host of topics that affect the community association world today. You can watch the show every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern live on LinkedIn or listen wherever you get your podcast as Dave and Steve give you your weekly dose of laughter and learning from the best in the industry. Let's get into this week's episode with our very special guest. Well, we're glad to see everybody and we hope you're glad to see or hear us on Community Association live webcast and the podcast on apple podcast and we're glad to have a special guest today who do we have today steve i gotta tell you i'm really really excited for today because this is somebody that we've known for a few years now and she is just such a pleasure to work with today we have denise adamick and she is the community association liaison for horn williamson now they're a law firm out of the philadelphia area denise thank you for being on this show thank you for coming and having some fun with us this morning can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you guys do over at Horn Williamson? Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I've made it being here. <laughs> We're a boutique law firm based out of Philadelphia. Our main focus groups are the construction, commercial, and then, of course, the practice group that I focus on is the community association practice group led by the wonderful Matthew Collins. I've been there almost two years and I'm a former community association manager, and it's been a great transition using my skills in a whole new way, working in a law firm, supporting Matt and the group. Wow. Well, I'd like to jump on that real quickly because quite a transition to go from community association management to working for a law firm. So you do not necessarily have a law background, so to speak. Can you tell us a little bit more about your background actually and what drove you to to property management i've been a property management professional for about 22 years now i started out um, as a leasing agent and kind of worked my way up i've managed everything from market rate apartments section 8 apartments condominiums high-rises commercial condos i've managed a lot of different types of properties Interesting. Uh, but you know, I think my strengths have always been the administrative side of things. I always enjoyed that part of it. And one day Matt and I were talking, Matt was the attorney at one of my associations that I managed. And, you know, I mentioned I was thinking about making a change and it just kind of evolved into that. And a year later I was working for him and it's been a great fit for both of us, I think. No kidding. No kidding. Well, I got I got to back up just a little bit because we asked this question of every property manager that we have on the show, and there's been a few. So, how did you actually start or get involved in property management? Like way back when? How did that happen? Yeah, I think most property managers will tell you that they did not plan to be a property manager when they were growing up. <laughs> we only had one that planned to do it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did have one. It seems like it's the type of field that most people kind of stumble into accidentally. I always had a real interest in real estate. I loved the idea of 
making a house a home. And I don't know, I just always had an interest in real estate. So I had an opportunity to become a leasing agent about 22 years ago when I first moved to Philadelphia. And I loved the idea, like I said, of helping people find a home and that kind of thing. So that's how I fell into it. I worked as a leasing agent for about 10 years. Most of that time was part-time because once I started having kids, I wanted to focus on my kids. And then, and then when I got my divorce, I needed to kind of step things up and start, you know, climbing the corporate ladder or whatever, as you would say. So I ended up getting a job as a assistant community manager and, um, the rest is history. That was my first job managing condominiums and I loved it. And I very quickly started climbing the ladder from that point. So I have a deep appreciation for the, uh, the challenges the managers are dealing with. Tell me a little bit about what were the challenges for you to juggle with your home responsibilities and the demanding jobs that is property management? It was tough. You know, when I first was getting divorced. I was quickly promoted to a community association manager very shortly after I made the change. And I was a portfolio manager. And as a portfolio manager, no, there's lots of nighttime meetings. Some weeks I had up to four nighttime meetings. So I'd work a full business day and then go to the meeting and sometimes not get home till eight or nine, 10 o'clock at night. So it was crucial that I had a support system. And I was very, very lucky that my parents were there close by. My ex-husband's family continued to be an amazing support system to me, even after the divorce. Very lucky that they're wonderful people that are still in my life. And then I had a babysitter that lived close by and all these people loved my kids so much. So it was really wonderful that even though I wasn't able to be with them, they, I knew they were with people that love them. So that was really, really important to have that support, but it was hard, you know, and you have to make sacrifices as a single mom. There were lots of mommy guilt, lots of games missed, parties missed, some activities that my kids wanted to do that I couldn't commit to just because it was just logistically too difficult. So it was hard, but I made it work and somehow my kids turned into good functioning adults and <laughs> teenagers. So I guess I did something right. That's good. Yeah. It's property management and any one of them will tell you there's a resounding, a repeating mantra and it's just, yeah, it's very, very time consuming. But as managers, the managers that I know, they really fall in love with the communities that they work with because they are communities. You know, it's not just a job. You're dealing with people in their homes. Now, when you decide to make a change from property management over to something, but still say involved in property management, how did that affect your schedule and your day to day? Well, it was a world of difference. I mean, in my role, I still have a lot of evening activities, but it's a different monster now. But yeah, my role now is more nine to five with networking events and that kind of thing in the evening. But it's a different, totally different vibe now. I'm still dealing with the homeowners and the board members and the managers, which is what I still love about my role. And I still get to use my experience as a manager every day in my job. So I love that part of it. And I think, you know, I think that's, kind of the takeaway from from my experience is that you can use your experience whatever it is and transition it into another role if you're not happy with where you are whether it's 
transitioning out of management or into management because there's such a huge need for managers right now. There's such a diverse skill set needed for managers that you can use your experience, whether it's in banking or service or contracting, you know, you can transition it into managing associations and it's a great industry. Yeah, I mean, we see a lot of people from the restaurant industry or people that went into business school and weren't able to get that corporate jobs as they were dreaming of. There's a lot of opportunities in that field for folks transitioning in, but it does not necessarily mean that a manager that's unhappy or because of the stress of life, the mommy guilt, the daddy guilt, is that they have to leave the field either to find that happiness. So what would be your advice to yourself a couple of years back would have maybe make it more bearable or if you heard that advice, maybe you would still be imagining the community you're managing and being happy about it. Well, I think finding an employer that understands that you have a family and that your physical and mental health are important is crucial. There's a lot of employers out there that don't support that. And I, did not stay with those people very long. I was very fortunate to work for wonderful companies that did understand that. So I think if you're in a position where you're feeling like you can't leave early because your kid threw up at school or you can't take a mental health day because you're just about ready to lose it, like that's so important. And regardless of what industry you're in, because it's really hard to shut yourself down these days with cell phones. A lot of us are working from home full time or hybrid. And it's very easy to be sitting there with your family and think, oh, let me just write that email real quick. Let me just do this. So I think it's really important that we kind of learn to shut ourselves down. My one boss, she was my hero when I first started at one of my last jobs. And she was like, you need to set boundaries with your boards and with your homeowners, because if you don't, if you set the expectation that you're available 24 seven a day, that's what they're going to want yeah. and going to yeah. be mad if they don't get it. And yeah. I remember thinking, wow, this is cool. My boss is telling me I can set boundaries. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's critical. You got to manage those expectations. You really yeah. yeah. So I think that's the big advice I would give is learning to set boundaries. And if you're in a toxic work environment where you're, you're not appreciated and they don't appreciate your family, then move on. Yep. <laughs> you hear that, David? It's time to start appreciating me. Yeah, little known, little known detail. I'm actually, I'm a single dad raising two girls, but if you ask my wife, she'll disagree with that. Um, <laughs> no, but we really do appreciate you getting personal and sharing with us a little bit about your life from the inside and how it feels to be in this industry. It is very demanding and there is a lot going on, but it's so, so rewarding as well. Dealing with the communities and the people, and the unit owners and the other managers, the vendors, all of us, it's almost a community into of itself. And now you alluded to somebody who is special to you. We like to give our guests an opportunity to recognize somebody that has been influential in their life. So can you share with us and our audience who has been influential, who has been a positive reinforcement in your trip along the way? Well, my heroes are my parents. My dad was a pilot in the Air Force for 20 years, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom that kept the home fires burning while he was off doing his thing, fighting wars. And I mean, your mom was putting out fires at home while your dad was putting things on fire. (laughs) Yeah. 
And, you know, we moved around a lot between the two of them. They've just really instilled this appreciation for travel, for adventure, for trying new things, for being outgoing. And then my dad, he was a squadron commander at one point and just listening to how he treated his staff and his squadron and anybody that worked for him over his career, treating them with respect and empathy and supporting their professional growth and um, always encouraging education and professional growth was always a big thing. So I tried to, when I was managing teams, I always kind of kept that in mind, trying to be like my dad. So I don't know, they're my heroes. Very cool. And as a matter of fact, you and I have had many conversations and working events or or other functions from the industry. And you have mentioned your dad times and times again, for a reason or another. So I know that's a true genuine shout out right there. So congratulations to you, Denise. Another super mom of the industry that makes it work, and that's we're glad to have you. I think our last guest for the Women's History Month 2023, and we're glad to feature so many interesting female figures in the property management industry community association. And uh, I think that's it for today, Steve. Absolutely. See you guys Thank around you guys. next week. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Community Association Car Chat Podcast. The number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Go ahead and hit subscribe to get the latest podcast delivered straight to your phone or tablet each week. And remember, you can watch us live on LinkedIn every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Community Association Car Chat LinkedIn page.